Hey everybody, it's Al Kendall and welcome to another podcast edition of Album Sides, where I put together a collection of songs that are connected in some way and would make up a terrific side of a vinyl record if anybody had ever been cool enough to put them together and release it as such. Kind of like me being your own personal k man. So join me as we dig a little bit into some music trivia, and I'll also be putting together an accompanying uh, playlist on Spotify and YouTube and various other platforms uh, that you can go back and listen to some of the songs that we talk about, because I think you'll want to do that. I encourage you anytime to do that. Now this week, we are celebrating the birth of Holly Knight, one of the most successful songwriters of the 80s and also this is a uh, september of 2020 just in case you're wondering if you're going back and listening to old podcasts and everything but uh this sunday september 27th holly will be doing an online event it's an introduction to her uh, songwriting master class that she's putting on in october and if you're a budding songwriter you might want to check that out because she is certainly the person to learn from she's had a great deal of success in her career and we're going to look at some of that now holly knight first came onto the music scene in a little known band called spider which was also a band that featured future david letterman drummer anton fig the band was under the same management as kiss and so both holly and anton appeared on kiss's unmasked album in 1980 Uh, the band spider did have a number 35 hit with new romance it's a mystery off their self-titled debut, uh, but it was two songs off their second album, Between the Lines, that catapulted Holly Knight to fame as a songwriter. One of those, Change, was released by former baby singer John Waite in 1982. It got some airplay on MTV, but it didn't do a whole lot until it was included on the soundtrack for the movie Vision Quest in 1985, which led to it climbing to number 54 on the U.S. charts. The song was produced by Pat Benatar's husband-slash-musical partner, Neil Giraldo, and may have featured backing vocals by Scandal's Patti Smythe. I'm just not sure which songs uh, she sang on, but more about Patti and Pat later. Knight uh, also had songs recorded by British glam rockers Smokey and former ABBA, ABBA singer Frida. I know we always said ABBA, but I think it's supposed to be ABBA. Whatever. Uh, both of whom uh, were being produced by the legendary Mike Chapman, who also worked uh, with the band Spider. Chapman had also worked with Pat Benatar on her debut album and reunited with her twice, once on Love is a Battlefield and again on Invincible, both songs co-written by Holly Knight and both top ten hits, with Battlefield being the first top five for both Benatar and Holly Knight. But hey, I'm getting way ahead of myself. We're going to do this like a countdown and I'm already telling you some of her biggest hits, but that's what we got coming up anyway. Let's back up. Um, uh, there are, were some notable songwriting credits uh, in Holly Knight's career that didn't quite make the charts, and I want to throw those in here too. One was writing songs for the Saturday morning cartoon Kid Video, which I loved. It was like the last cartoon that I remember getting interested in because I was getting a little bit too old at that point, you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, I had music and videos and you know, actual band playing and everything. But the keyboard player slash guitarist guy was played by Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch. And, I mean, he was a, I mean, he's a, he still is a real-life musician uh, and was at the time as well. So he was uh, uh, doing all that. Nowadays, anyone know what he's been doing? Did you see him in Sharknado with a little cameo? You know why he was in that? Because he does the music for the Sharknado movies. So he continues to be relevant in all of our lives, really, if you think about that. 
Holly Knight, <laughs> back to her. Uh, she also had songs recorded by hard rockers Kicks, whose singer was from West Virginia, by the way, and more recently by The Donnas, who I love. Not to mention Charlie Sexton and Cheap Trick, both of whom released versions of the Knight Chapman tune Space. But as I said, uh, none of these songs charted that I know of. So let's move on to her. I'm doing some revising here in my head. Let me figure out where this is going to go. Um, yeah, it looks like. So this will be her 15th biggest hit. A fantastic song called Pleasure and Pain by the Divinals. It went to number 76 on the charts. And when I say the charts, I, of course, mean the U.S. Billboard charts because I am an American and uh, we refuse to acknowledge other countries uh, that exist. I'm kidding. I don't refuse. I just haven't been to them. But uh, but yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm, I'm doing this in the U.S., I'm going to go by the U.S. charts. Uh, and it gets complicated if I, if I start digging uh, into everything else. So, so just run with it with me, would you please? But the Divinals are a great band from Australia. You need to check them out if you're not familiar with them. Uh, it's not all about touching yourself and everything. There's some great songs with some great uh, lyrics and subject matter, great beats, great grooves, great hooks. Uh, I just I love them. So Pleasure and Pain, uh, Holly Knight wrote. Number 14, uh, we've got a crazy night tune call, uh, with, that she co-wrote with Desmond Child, another very prolific uh, songwriter from the 80s and 90s, and Kisses Paul Stanley. The song was called Hide Your Heart and was originally released by Bonnie Tyler in 1988, uh, the, the turnaround Bright Eyes Girl and all that, right? Okay, so uh, it was also released by former Kiss guitarist Ace Fraley in October of 1989, and again by Kiss themselves four days later, right? So Ace Fraley leaves the band, records a song co-written by Paul Stanley, and Paul Stanley turns around and releases it four days after Ace does. Needless to say, Kiss's version uh, was the most successful. It peaked at number 66. And number uh, let's see, 15, 14, that was 14, Number 13 was John Waite's Change. Uh, like I told you, went to number 54, I believe it was. Sorry, I lost track of that. Yeah, number 54. Um, and at number 12, a minor hit for Scandal called Hands Tied, which only made it to number 41. At number 10... Wait, 15, 14, 13, 12. At number 11, I'm sorry, this is the revision I was telling you about, apparently is New Romance by Spider and performed uh, by Holly Knight herself. Um, that's what I was trying to, to stick in there because I happened to notice that. But now we're moving on to the top 10. All right, are you ready for this? At number 10, one that I bet you didn't know uh, is a top 20 hit that she wrote with Brian Adams' songwriting partner, Jim Valance very you know, successful songwriter in his own right as well, and two guys named Steven Tyler and Joe Perry of Aerosmith. It was part of their comeback album Permanent Vacation, released in 1987, and it's a song called Ragdoll. That's right, she co-wrote Ragdoll. Who knew? And number nine was another song originally recorded by Bonnie Tyler in 1988, but this time made into a hit by Tina Turner. A song called The Best, or more commonly referred to as Simply The Best, it was co-written once again by the great Mike Chapman, who produced her eighth biggest hit, Invincible, which I also already mentioned by Pat Benatar. Now, <clears throat> this was one of those themes that uh, uh, seemed to have worked the best for Holly, this, the, the theme in the song Invincible. You've got the strong female saying, you know, don't mess with me, that kind of a vibe, right? And that's what that's what made up most of her big, big hits when you had the female singing 
about, you know, you've screwed me over and, uh, and don't mess with me again. Kind of like her number seventh biggest hit, The Warrior by Scandal. I told you we were going to talk about Patti Smythe again. Also produced by Chapman. And this one co-written by Nick Hotchild and the City Gilder. Bet you didn't know that either. Now, up next, we've got a three-way tie for fourth place. That's fourth, fifth, and sixth, in case you can't follow that. Uh, but fourth, fifth, and sixth places. So it's a, it's a tie for fourth place. One of them is Just Between You and Me, co-written and performed by Lou Graham from Foreigner, Love Touch by Rod Stewart, and Obsession by Animotion, which for my money was one of the best-known Holly Knight uh, tracks for sure. It was originally actually recorded by Knight herself with Michael DeBar, who wrote the tune with her. It was a duet between them and Animotion went and, and, uh, and did their own version and, and had a big, big hit with it. But Michael DeBar, the guy she wrote and sang it with originally, uh, has a new biographical film out uh, that you can check out. I know it's on Prime for you know three or four dollars, something like that. Called "Who Do You Want Me to Be?" Taken from the lyrics of that song, right? "Who Do You Want Me to Be?" Make you sleep with me or whatever. Anyway, some risque lyrics here, I know, right? Anyway, now we've got another tie for the number two spot. Both of them peaked at number five. I was looking for a tiebreaker here. I was like, come on, we, we can't just keep having ties and everything, right? One of these has to have been more successful than the other one. They both peaked at number five. And interestingly enough, both earned a respect their respective singer the Grammy Award for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance of that year. Love is a Battlefield for Pat Benatar in 1984 and Better Be Good to Me by Tina Turner in 1985. Uh, Better Be Good to Me was another Spider song uh, that was covered and, and made successful. And at number one, Holly Knight's biggest hit, peaking at number four on the Billboard charts, was a song she co-wrote with someone named Connie. Anybody know who Connie is? Not Sweet Sweet Connie. This is just Connie. It's the Nome de Plume. Nome de Plume. Sorry, that's my best uh, Inspector Clouseau uh, impression I can do. The, num de the, the name that songwriters Anne and Nancy Wilson of Heart use. It was their song, Never, that went to number four and gave Holly Knight her biggest hit so far. Like I said, she's still, uh, she's still out there and doing it, and uh, it's super cool. So check her thing out on the 27th of September, 2020, at noon Pacific time. Uh, on I don't know I saw it on Facebook so so check that out and please stick around uh, enjoy some of these podcasts go back and listen to the playlists um, I was going to do another six degrees of rock and roll uh, the last podcast was about that and I've I've asked you all to challenge me uh, into to doing a, a six degrees I was challenged uh, by avid listener Jenny Anderson to connect um, Prince. And Olivia Newton-John, and uh, I was really excited about that. I was like, I think I can do this. I think I can figure this out. Well, once I started digging, it turns out that Steve Lukather, great guitarist, played on Olivia Newton-John's "Totally Hot" album, which was the first cassette I ever owned. Okay, great album. Anyway, Steve Lukather also played on the song "Stand Back" by Stevie Nicks. Anybody know the connection there? Stevie Nicks was inspired to write Stand Back by, after hearing Little Red Corvette on the radio, and she liked the synthesizer sound in that, and she wanted to recreate it. And so she actually got with Prince, and he helped her 
uh, write the song, although he didn't you know, uh, receive songwriting credit, but he does, and also uncredited, does play the synthesizer on the song. So you've got Steve Lukather and Prince on Stand Back, and Steve Lukather had, had played with Olivia Newton-John. So it's really two degrees of separation between uh, the two of them. But it was fun It was fun checking it out. It's not going to make a very long playlist, uh, but it was cool. But, but keep that coming. If you want me to connect any two figures in rock and roll, just give them to me, and we'll see if we can't connect them and make up a great playlist. Until next time, guys, keep it in the groove. Baby.